Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you think, not just do your business. We're in such busy times right now. We're so reactive to everything. We don't spend enough time really thinking about, you know, what is in fact the best way to approach different challenges and opportunities. Today's topic relates to that, I think, pretty directly in that I'm going to be talking about advice. I'm going to be talking about good advice and I'm going to be talking about bad advice. I'm going to talk about advice that's very safe and advice that's maybe a little bit dangerous in terms of your business. And I think that oftentimes your success is more a matter of not making mistakes, avoiding potholes, avoiding those speed bumps, as opposed to necessarily just chasing new shiny objects. So this spot podcast series is supported by my friends at Professional Remodeler, as well as many other alliances, including Engage, Destination Motivation, Marlamar, as well as Leap. So again, today we're going to be talking about the whole subject of advice. You know, we've been flying through, I think, the last couple of years with this tailwind of projects that are out there, leads that are out there, consumer demand, that oftentimes we we can't slow down enough to really reflect. However, certainly with the headwinds of the production and labor and supply chain issues, they're causing, I think, in many ways, more distraction and turmoil for many, many businesses out there. You know, I know that about a year and a half ago, I started to think about the metaphor that we were driving a car in a fog. And in this fog, we really didn't know exactly what was ahead. We knew there was something that was earthly ahead, but we didn't know what it was. And then as a friend of mine shared with me, starting about maybe six to nine months ago, we were kind of out of the fog. However, the fog was still in front of us. So we're driving along this journey and there's still fog ahead. We don't know necessarily, is it a cliff or is it clear sailing on the other end of the fog? I think what that creates is a level of uncertainty in terms of your business that is really challenging. You need to think about maybe your business a little bit differently in terms of, you know, focusing on, you know, where you're heading, what are those kind of medium term strategies and really put a lot of your planning and energy into the into the short term. So getting back to the subject of advice, one of the things I spend a lot of time is talking to different remodelers, leading different roundtable groups, different types of organizations to help them kind of navigate through some of these things. And as I think about advice, you know, there's like I said, there's good advice and there's bad advice. You know, I think as just normal human beings, we grew up, you know, getting advice and oftentimes that advice guided us in our in our own professional and personal paths. You know, as children, we certainly didn't know. So that advice oftentimes came from our our family. As we became teenagers, we certainly didn't want to listen to our parents anymore. So a lot of that advice came from uh, our our peers and friends. And then as we got into, you know, maybe higher education, that advice 
came from oftentimes our mentors or professors about certain things about direction and what we were learning at the time. You know, so oftentimes the schooling of what we were learning, it guided us down certain paths uh, that, that really helped us make, you know, kind of the decisions. However, I think when it comes to the remodeling business in particular, you know, Oftentimes, we kind of stepped into the quicksand. And before we knew it, that quicksand in the remodeling business was up to your knees, up to your waist, and up to your chest. And then you looked at your family and you say, you know what? I'm in the remodeling business. You know, unlike I think some professions like law or accounting or medicine, where there's a tremendous amount of schooling and advice to get you to a certain place, the remodeling business is very much of a business of trial and error. It's a very much of a business of having kind of the sawdust in your blood, getting the calluses, making the mistakes as you go. You know, there's not such a thing as remodeling university. And as a result of that, you know, oftentimes when we got into this business, we started to do little projects and then we looked at each other and say, guess what? We're now a little remodeling business. It's such an easy entry business that oftentimes the the preparation to be in the business is not the same. So that just makes the advice that we get more and more important. And what I find out there is that people in the remodeling business really have a real thirst for knowledge and a thirst for seeking out advice. Oftentimes you're reading the magazines, for example, for a professional remodeler about a particular article. You know, that's good advice. However, that may not take into account your market, your conditions, your experiences, all of those things. And therefore reading about a story or an article, while it's certainly valuable to you, you have to be very discriminating. In some cases, you get a coach or a mentor. And again, if you pick the right coach and mentor, I think you're probably getting better advice. But at the same token, some of the coaches and mentors out there, they're not necessarily really relevant to the remodeling business, or quite frankly, they have a lot of coaching skills, but not necessarily business uh, acumen and experiences. Um, many just quite frankly, get out there and get their hands dirty and learn and learn from the mistakes when it comes to different kind of ways and advice. Some people get out there and join associations. And while I certainly strongly endorse all the major associations as a good learning platform and as an opportunity for uh, uh, getting, I think, uh, uh, networking relationships developed. Uh, I also really caution, you know, be careful to see that as your answer source uh, for a lot of the challenges in your particular world, your business, uh, and oftentimes uh, advice that you're getting from association members uh, are not necessary. Some people get involved with roundtable groups. And again, I'm involved with Professional Remodeler with a new group, the Remodeling Mastery Forum. And this group is really designed in particular around, you know, brainstorming and listening to each other as opposed to giving advice to each other. You know, I continue to think that's very, very dangerous. In some roundtable groups, it's all about accountability to each other. And oftentimes, I 
I'm spending time correcting some of the advice that is being given by some of the louder voices in the room. And sometimes we confuse loudness of a voice in a roundtable group with rightness and wrongness. And that many cases is is not the case. So I've made a list of kind of uh, uh, what I would consider more themes or really tips when it comes to, uh, you know, getting advice on different kind of things and trying to discriminate good advice from bad advice. So one theme is, you know, focus really on what you know and make those decisions, not on what you don't know. Uh, There's a lot of uh, people out there that are chasing down different kinds of investments, different kinds of divisions, opportunities within their business, and they're diving into places they don't really fully know. If you don't really know about it, spend the time and the energy learning about it as opposed to diving into it and heading down in the wrong direction. So the more you focus on the things that you really know, not the things you don't know, the likelihood that you'll make less mistakes and be more successful is going to be much greater. The second thing is validate. You know, I'm a big believer. You may come up with great ideas. I think remodelers tend to be entrepreneurial and they tend to be very innovative. But you want to make sure you validate these ideas. Validate it in terms of research. Validate it also just in terms of listening. Oftentimes when I'm leading a group, I say, you know, one of the goals of our particular meeting where you've got 10 people in the room is for you to listen. And if you find there's nine other people that are agreeing with you, the likelihood that you're right is less than if there's nine other people that are disagreeing with you. So what you want to do is kind of validate or try to validate your ideas, not head off in directions uh, and and uh, uh, see the challenges that can come of that. Number three on my list is Incubate. There's a company out that I work with in California that I think is really smart. They came up with some new innovative virtual selling kind of techniques, but they said, you know, we're not going to uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater. We're going to incubate. And incubate when it comes to your business is pretty simple. It's literally assigning a champion, taking one or two people dedicated to this new idea, keeping it separate from your core business of what you want to do and really flesh it through and and try and see if, in fact, you can learn from it before you kind of integrate it in. Because if you integrate new ideas into your business and your culture and what you already do successfully, oftentimes it's like a disease or virus that spreads throughout your business and can be very, very damaging. Uh, Number four on my list is listening to the dissident voices uh, when it comes to advice. Uh, You know, the dissident voices are not necessarily black and white. The dissident voices will give you different perspectives. They'll adjust, I think, your intensity about a particular bit of a direction or advice that you believe is the right advice. And I think that that 
theme that you want to listen to those. See, we tend to discount people that disagree with us. We tend to not necessarily listening to the dissonant voices because it's not as fulfilling and enjoyable. Number five on my list is be aggressive but realistic. You know, when it comes to ideas that you want to put into place and whether you should approach it or not approach it, you know, usually what I encourage is cadence and pace when it comes to success in most things is just as important as the idea itself. So this theme that I oftentimes think about is integral with my Fit to Grow book is be aggressive but realistic, I think is really critical. You know, aggressive is you want to have uh, the right amount of edge to it. You want to be paying attention to it. You want to make it kind of a little bit more of a priority in terms of what you're doing. But at the same time, you want to be realistic, realistic in terms of the marketplace, realistic in terms of team bandwidth, realistic in terms of history, the things that have worked out and not worked out in terms of how many chips you want to put on the table with it. So if you're focusing on that, that kind of balance between the word aggressive and realistic together, the likelihood you'll be more successful is much greater. Number six, which really ties into also these little bit uncertain times. I'm a big believer that you need to have a one-year vision. And a vision is where you're heading. You know you're going to the mountains and seashore. You know there's certain ways you want to feel at the end of this journey. You need to also have three-month priorities. So as you think about particular issues and advice on things, you need to really focus on articulating the priorities, not necessarily all the actions. And then for 30 days, you need to have a detailed action plan. That tells you day to day. Now, the reason I like this 30-day, three-month, and one-year kind of perspective, all looking at kind of this journey differently here, is that as you're you're approaching your decisions in this fog, it allows you, if you're focusing on these three levels to really adjust your plan accordingly. And that's what I think we're going to find with the level of uncertainty that's still out there today. And then number seven is you want to make sure whatever the, it is you're doing, you're not corrupting your core values and your beliefs. You know, one of the benefits of articulating your values, having a strong mission, and then having a vision to the business is that you can always use that as a little bit of your Ten Commandments, a little bit of your themes to live by. And whatever you're doing, you ought to at least run that through the filter so that you're not corrupting that with whatever advice you're either hearing or you're feeling that you should be taking. So again, I want to summarize, you know, there's good advice and there's bad advice. So just accept that. More importantly, you've got to discriminate. You've got to be that filter if in fact you're going to make the right decisions and continue to grow and certainly prosper. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this segment of Remodeling Mastery. And again, thank all my supporters of this particular series. Take care, everyone. Speak to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Remodeling Mastery Podcast by Mark G. Richardson, supported by Professional Remodeler Magazine, Engage, Leap, Marlamar, and Destination Motivation. Check out our earlier podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.